Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 66. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. If you're anything like me, and it's about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes you wonder to yourself, oh my gosh, what am I going to make for dinner? And in addition to that, you're wondering, what did I actually eat today? <laughs> And I feel like as overwhelmed moms, it's really hard to remember to drink water or just do simple things like be able to nourish ourselves. But the stress and overwhelm that we experience really depletes our body. So today I'm super excited to bring you this episode with Kristen Noriega. She is the host of the Baby Weight Nutritionist podcast, and she is going to be sharing some simple, practical nourishment tips to help us replenish what is being depleted in our bodies. She is the busy mom's go-to for non-diet weight loss and creating a healthy family culture. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist and has been working with moms for over seven years. And she herself is a mom of four littles, a military spouse, and a Catholic Christian. So on her podcast, the Baby Weight Nutritionist podcast, She drops helpful tips to seamlessly fit fun foods, really good nutrition, and a movement that lights you up into the cracks of your day. I know you're really going to love this conversation about how you can simply make changes in order to nourish yourself and your family. And check out the show notes where I also have a two-week meal plan that I use with our brainless crowd pleasers of our favorite dinners as a family. So what do you say? Grab the notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's conversation with Kristen Noriega. Hey there, Mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Hey, Kristen. Thank you so much for being on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am so happy that we are here. Finally, you and I have been trying to connect for a while and time zones and kids and all the things. So I'm glad that we are finally here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm super excited. Yay. Yay. So you and I kind of connected through the podcasting space. I've met so many amazing women, so many amazing moms through this community. And I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about you, your family, the women that you serve. And then also when you're not doing all of those things, how you might like to spend your time. If you have any of those, you know, moments of free time in your day, if that's such a thing. Okay. Well, it's not. So we'll just leave that one there. There's no free time. (laughs) Um, I'm a, so I'm a registered dietitian and I help women lose weight in the right way and keep it off. And I stumbled into this because 
like a little bit about my story. So let me just tell, this is where we're going with this. I grew up and I was always real healthy and fit and did all the sports and activities. And then I got into college and then it became for me a lot more about the number on the scale and turned into that really diet culture perspective. And I felt very, I would try to restrict and then overeat and try to compensate for, you know, a night of drinking or whatever it was that college life entailed. And then I went and was becoming a dietitian right at the same time as I, that I had my first baby. Well, we are military and, uh, course, my husband deployed. And there I was trying to sit for my dietitian exam, solo parenting, raising a child for the first time, having no idea what I was doing. And it was winter in Kansas. And I just so vividly remember looking down at my body and not recognizing myself and feeling frustrated and very disappointed in myself because I had studied this at school. Why wasn't it working? My baby was eight months old. Why didn't my quote baby weight just fall off? It should have done that. And so then I had to really go through this period of unlearning the textbook way to lose weight and really challenging my beliefs. I had, I discovered what food freedom was. I discovered intentional eating and mindful eating. And really those are things I wasn't taught. I had to do my own digging. And so in my own journey through this and figuring out how to feel my best with another human being entirely dependent upon me, trying to work, trying to do all the things, how how do you do that? And counting calories didn't work. uh, Tracking things wasn't working. And by working, I mean, I was losing my mind. You No one has time for that. It doesn't feel good. So lo and behold, we had another baby. And my husband deployed again, because that's the way the military works and throw in some undiagnosed postpartum depression and just, gosh, trying to figure this out. I, I finally did. And it was after that second baby where I finally got something to click. And what that something is, is food freedom. And not only is it food freedom in the perspective from the world, like just just eat what you want, just find balance. But I've realized it has to be rooted in Christ and that there's more to the story than just calories in, calories out. So then I had my third baby and my fourth baby, and I've been do- helping women go through this journey for the last three years. And I've served over a hundred women in this, trying to help them feel better in their bodies so that they can pour out into those that they love, you know, take care of yourself so you can take care of others. So that is what I do. That's my story. Wow. That is very powerful. And I know you and I were talking briefly how I'm in, you know, I'm a military spouse technically, but since my husband has been permanently stationed here, I have not had that experience. And similarly having postpartum anxiety after my second, I couldn't even imagine trying to do that solo. And then to say to someone, oh, well, all you need to do is, you know, write down everything you eat. It's like, what? (laughs) I don't even know, you know, I don't even know how to care for this baby, let alone like having to do all the other things. So that is just really fascinating. And I talk a lot on the show about um, the concept of freedom more 
from the standpoint of we have these most precious resources of our time and our attention, our focus, our energy, and we want to be able to focus those where it matters most instead of feeling like those things are being stolen from us by, you know, clutter. But similarly, if we feel like we are kind of trapped as far as in our own bodies and our relationship with food, just being able to have that freedom is just so incredibly powerful. So I'm excited to kind of jump into some of these things that are going to help the mamas, but I would love, it's so funny when I learn a little bit about the stories of my guests and I say, I know there's probably been a million times when you have felt overwhelmed in your mother, (laughs) maybe today. And you certainly have had a lot of experiences and opportunities to feel overwhelmed because of your husband's deployments and everything. But can you give an example of just, you know, one time that really sticks out that you were feeling so overwhelmed and it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Like something needs to change. And maybe it was what you're just talking about, sort of the bleak, the bleak winter in Kansas where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like myself anymore. And sort of some of the steps that you took to kind of really gain control of your life to move forward. Yeah. I mean, there's many, many times, um, even when it comes to food and movement and nutrition, and this is my job, there are still times where I turn to food for comfort, where I things happen and nobody has to be perfect, no matter how seasoned you are uh, as a mom, or if you're a dietitian, it doesn't matter. Things are going to come up. So this winter, yeah, we live in Germany and I thought I had it under control. I thought I was taking care of myself and winter just kept going. It's still winter. I mean, we're recording this mid April and it still is cold and gray and there's no sun. Well, rewind about six or eight weeks or so, I had injured my back and was feeling really just all the feelings, all the feels. And I ended up, so here are the steps that I took to take care of myself and pull myself out of that. I went to the doctor. I had them run labs. I got a referral for PT. I checked myself back into some online therapy and prayed a whole lot. So I approach this from every angle. So when you get down and you're going down and down and down, you have to just have that talk with yourself and step back and say, I can't do this forever. I've got to change something. And so I like to use the analogy of like talking to your toddler. If you're just saying the same thing on repeat, like go wash your hands, go wash your hands, go wash your hands. They're not going to do it. You have to get down on their level. You have to look them in the eye. You have to change your tone and get serious and say, Hey, um, James, you need to go wash your hands. And that's the same way you got to treat yourself because there's noise everywhere. And we're going so fast, so fast, so fast. We have to seriously sit down with ourselves and just say, okay, Kristen, okay, Emily, what do you really need to do? Let's do that thing. So, yeah, that is great. Uh, in my house, it is go use the bathroom, go use the bathroom, (laughs) go use the bathroom. (laughs) So I totally understand that. But yeah, I recently had this shift where I was doing something that was working well for me for a long time. And then I started not looking forward to it, not wanting to do it. This has to do with um, my exercise routine. Mm -hmm. And I just realized 
I was lacking the joy. Like I still had the discipline to kind of show up, but I was lacking the joy. And so I was like this morning, I said, you know what? Today I am dancing and I haven't done that in a long time. And it was just so talk about freedom. It was understanding what I needed at that moment and really giving my myself permission to do the thing that I knew that was going to help me the most. And sometimes, like you said, mm-hmm. we're going so fast. We were like, well, I don't have time to think about that. I'm just going to do what I've always done and I'm going to get through it and it's going to be fine. But then when you actually kind of stop and you're like, what is the best way to support myself right now? And that kind of brings me to my next question, which is that, you know, these overwhelmed moms, and I know you deal with a lot of that deal with, you work with a lot of them, mm-hmm. stressed out, worn thin, and that depletes us in a variety of ways, as far as, you know, emotionally, certainly, but also physically. And this concept of nourishment, which I know you are a big advocate for really nourishing ourselves as the whole person, Mm -hmm. um, the whole woman. And I would love it if you could talk about, you know, especially for overwhelmed moms, like why is it so important that we focus on nourishing ourselves, especially when we're just pouring out and giving so much and, you know, what is this overwhelm and the stress doing to us that it's like, okay, talk about making a change. Like we need to focus on nourishment. So how would you recommend that an overall mom really starts focusing on nourishment? That's a really good question. And it's an entire perspective shift related to what I do. So most women I talk to, most women out there who are listening, we're stuck in a diet culture mentality and we're, we're thinking, okay, if I, I, the only way I'm going to lose the weight is if I take things away, take things away, restrict, pull back, eat less, do this less. But really you have to make this mindset shift in order to see success. And success is not the number on the scale. That's an indicator. It's a data point, but success looks like feeling great, showing up for yourself, showing up for your kids, having patience, feeling rested, having energy, feeling like you can play tag with them. And when you get away from what can I take away and you start to ask yourself, what can I add? It makes it really, really easy to add nourishment. I mean, right now you can probably think of five things you could add to your day that would be fantastic for you. An apple, an orange, a glass of water, a walk, and the fifth thing, let's just say some chia seeds sprinkled onto your breakfast. Easy peasy. And when you make that mindset shift, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a choice that you make and you just keep making the next best choice. What can I do next? What is the thing that I can add? And we all know what healthy eating looks like. Just pick one of those things and start to add it. And that's the very first step you can take to nourish yourself. I love that. And we talk a lot here about abundance mentality as opposed to scarcity mentality. And that has to do a lot with clutter, because if you feel like I don't have enough or you're constantly comparing or thinking you have to, you know, have certain things or do things a certain way, then you are going to be kind of holding tight to what you have. But if you're able to say, okay, let me release that. Let me look at, like you said, you know, what is adding to my life? What is adding value to my life instead of constantly focusing on the restriction aspect, because you're right. It is so ingrained in us that you have to cut calories or cut out, you know, everything pleasurable that you could ever eat. And 
when you are so like ingrained in that restriction, um, and I've had that happen to myself where it's like, okay, well, apparently I gain weight if I eat breakfast. So not allowed to eat breakfast anymore. And yeah, I can white knuckle my way through that for a certain amount of time, but that's not sustainable. Like that's not what is going to help me. Like you said, be a patient mom to my kids in the morning, because I just keep thinking about how I want to eat breakfast because <laughs> it's my favorite meal of the day. And like, there has to be a way, you know, that I can yeah. nourish myself. And that that's that freedom too. Like you said, like if we're focusing on nourishment, then it isn't restriction. And then it's like, okay, there is like a different way. So I guess yeah. I love that the kind of simplified approach. We're all about simplicity here. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just knowing, you know, what the things that we could add and kind of working on that, but where would you suggest, I guess, an overwhelmed mom, you know, starts with that, just kind of simplifying her approach to nourishing herself or even being able to then maybe work on nourishing her family too, because we have to, these kids keep getting hungry for some reason. <laughs> How do Every we deal with that? I know, Every right? Day. <laughs> yes. So where do you start? This is one of the easiest hacks that you're ever going to do. You just hold your hands up in a, in front of your face in a circle and imagine that it's a plate. Now cut it in half and that should be fruits or vegetables every time you have a meal. So half of your plate should be fruits or vegetables. And that's one of the easiest things you can do. Don't focus on trying to change everything because if you do, you're just going to fall back to your old tendencies. If you're faced with the choice of all or nothing, just being human, we tend to fall back down towards nothing. So instead of trying to do everything, all of it, just make this one choice to add in fruits and vegetables for half of your plate. It's going to be super powerful. You're going to get all sorts of nutrients, fiber, antioxidants, phytochemicals. And when you're filling your plate with those wonderful things, there's not quite as much room for the other stuff. And there's not quite as much room in your belly for the other stuff. And it's not you. I mean, don't even worry about what's on the other side right now. Just focus on adding in the fruits and veggies. And to your point about doing this with with that from that place of abundance and doing this with that joyful heart, I want to just encourage whoever's listening to think about how you feel when you're eating and what are the thoughts that are coming to mind. If you're constantly thinking, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't do that this is bad. I'm being bad. All of those negative things, then you have totally sucked the joy and the life out of eating. And food wasn't designed that way. God made foods to be delicious. He made wonderful things. And he made you with the ability to taste and the ability to smell it and the ability to enjoy it. And he is a good Lord and he's loving and thank God he made us that way. It's okay to enjoy the food. It's okay to enjoy the process. It doesn't have to be terrible and miserable. Yes, definitely. And just like you said, when we get into that labeling mentality, like this is a bad food, this is a Mm -hmm. good food. And then you start kind of, like you said, kind of labeling yourself. Well, if I am a person that is eating a quote unquote bad food, then I am making a quote unquote bad decision. And I feel like as moms, especially, we have all of these situations where we're already berating ourselves and getting down on ourselves about things, whether it be like a parenting, you know, decision we made or how we treated our spouse that day or whatever the case may be. 
And we don't need to have this extra thing that we are getting down on ourselves about as far as like what we are, what we are eating. Mm -hmm. I have one question before I get into my next one, which is, this is what I struggle with. I know you're going to have an answer, which is my kids will say that they want such and such a food and I make said food and then they have like the three bites and then they're done. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's just take chicken nuggets as an example. Mm -hmm. And I of course had no plan in my day to eat chicken nuggets. That wasn't on my radar, but yet I'm looking at these you know, five chicken nuggets on a plate. And I'm like, okay, I feel really bad, like throwing these away. I don't want to waste food and everything. How do you recommend these overwhelmed moms that are already maybe having that emotional tug to be eating the stuff that's not super healthy for them? And then their kids have chicken nuggets sitting on a plate. Tell us, tell us straight, Kristen, what do we do with the chicken nuggets on the plate? No one, no one is judging any answer that you give. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> it's so simple. I feel like you're just, your mind's going to be blown. Serve them less. Don't give them as much. Give them one chicken nugget. See if they eat it. Give them two chicken nuggets. See if they eat it. If you make less and they eat it all, that's great. Then they can also eat the other stuff on their plate. And we have this tendency to give our kids entirely too much food. And then, because this is how we were raised, we like to say, you better eat it all. You better clear your plate. You've got to do that. This is what we do. Well, it doesn't have to be that way because you want to raise a child who can trust his or her body, who can hear his or her hunger cues by telling the child they have to clear the plate. You're telling that child, When you say you're done, when your body says you're done, you're wrong. So we just want to give them less food. Let them ask for more and tell them it's like, encourage that. If they need more, they'll ask for more. And yeah, I think, what are your feelings with that answer? How does that No, no, I love that. And I have done that to a certain degree with some things, but then sometimes, and my boys, uh, just for point of reference are five and almost seven. Uh And they'll be like, well, mommy, give me more milk, give me more milk. And we actually have these glasses where there's like a little, they're just glass in there. It's like this line here. And I'm like, that's the Sean line. I'm only going to fill it up to the Sean line, (laughs) which is like, you know, 15% of the glass. And uh, that has been helping to just kind of, you know, like you said, I can always give you more. I can always give you more because I definitely grew up in the clean plate club. That was a thing for sure in my family. And even when we were with my parents, sometimes they will still make comments of like, oh, don't you want more? You know, you got to finish, you got to finish. And that's a whole other conversation, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, just being able, like you said, we lose our ability to recognize our hunger cues. Like I feel like as we're getting into maybe college, teenage college, and then our adulthood, and just in as much as we can help our kids to recognize them and then also honor them. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I love that idea. I will no longer be making six chicken nuggets at a time. You've heard it here. (laughs) So I would love to know because I have uh, some meals that I call brainless crowd pleasers, which I got from Kendra Adachi. She has this podcast called The Lazy Genius, which I love. Mm -hmm. But just like the meals that for me and my husband or even with the kids that we know generally everyone's going to eat. And they are very simple. I'm not going on Pinterest. I'm not trying to win any awards over here. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to like get food on the table that people are actually going to eat. It's an interesting concept, right? So I definitely have some of my favorites, which maybe in the show notes, I'll share some of my favorite recipes. 
But do you have any favorite go-to meals, especially as a mama with four kids? Um, how does that work in your house? Maybe give us like two to three of your top favorites. Yeah. So I, I love to do it easy. And I love what you said about not trying to win awards because if you want a gourmet meal, don't come to my house unless my husband's cooking, then come on over. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, my go-tos are going to be tacos and some sort of pasta and some sort of crock pot dish. You're probably going to see all three of those in the meal rotation regularly because for one, I don't know why we think we have to change it up all the time. We don't. Our kids are going to eat the foods that they like. So give yourself permission to just serve the same things. And so when you envision, when you hear the word tacos or you hear the word spaghetti, it automatically feels like, oh, that's unhealthy, but it doesn't have to be. It's all, it all depends on what you put on the plate. So if you hold your hand up in that circle in front of your face again, and half of your plate is fruits and veggies, then there's still plenty of room for a quarter spaghetti or a quarter of noodles and a quarter of meat. Or uh, you can put like potatoes and ground beef for your tacos and then use some tortilla chips to scoop it up. There's a bunch of different ways to just make tiny little tweaks to the things, to the meals that you know and love. Yeah, that's great. Yes. And I love that, that visual because that really helps. And also it is kind of teaching kids, our kids to be looking for that too. Yeah. And I'm sure there's kind of creative ways, you know, kind of talking about it. Actually, my first, uh, first grader is working on fractions. So that's a great opportunity, you know, to be able to have some of those learning opportunities at dinner time as well. So that is really great. Is there any other words of wisdom or advice. I love all the permission slips that we're giving today. I feel like people ask me that for a lot when it comes to decluttering, you know, like getting rid of stuff. And I feel like you've given us a lot of permission and a lot of grace to just be able to make it simple, focus on focusing on adding rather than restricting and subtracting. And just like in the best way possible, as I like to say, lowering the bar. <laughs> Yeah. for ourselves because yeah. it's like, who are we doing it for really? And that's why we're overwhelmed because we're trying to go above and beyond, which is really not, you know, necessary. Yeah. So any final words of advice before we uh, learn how we can connect with you? Oh my goodness. What you just said was to lower the bar is um, right. That's, that's spot on. And today, literally with one of my clients, we set her floor. So you have a floor and you have a ceiling. The ceiling is the the perfect day, everything aligned, you hit your workout, you ate perfectly, but your floor is the bare minimum. So find your bare minimum. And that might be 10 minutes of exercise. That might be adding an apple. It could be something so small, but as long as you hit your floor, then you know you did well. You've got something to stand on for the day. I love floor ceiling. I learned about that recently and I'm like, oh, that is so helpful. And also when you're learning how you want to adjust things in different uh, seasons of your life. And I talk a lot on the show about capacity, that we always have to be mindful of our capacity to be able to handle something in a given season. So your floor and your ceiling may shift and it may mm -hmm. change depending on what's going on in your life. And that's, that's okay. As long as you kind of have that in mind. So I love that so much. Kristen, please, please, please tell us all the ways that the listeners can connect with you about your podcast and your coaching and all the things. Tell us all the things. 
Yeah. The best place to go is definitely the podcast. I host the baby weight nutritionist podcast. Lots of fun. When you're there, you'll find access to the baby weight starter kit, which is a five day. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, challenge you, email <laughs> challenge. Thank you. Where you get a visual of that plate and it shows you how to eat and you are welcome to go and connect with me on Instagram. I'm in the DMS over there all the time talking to you. So send me a message at babyweight.nutritionist. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was really a pleasure talking with you and yeah, I'm just so happy. I know the mamas are going to be very blessed by our conversation. Well, thank you for having me, Emily. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.